0: Hey, Clean Nation, Mike Campion here with Jared Robinson, the man, the myth, the legend, the man, the myth, the homeless, however you want to refer to him. He's amazing. He's man bund. He's smarter than he looks. Um, He does all of our advertising for um, our, if you've seen a Facebook ad or any sort of advertising that's paid, Jared's done it. (laughs) I think it's organic. Probably 50-50 Jared's done it. And then he probably does, I don't know, 20, 30% of the teaching for our clients as well. Um, So spent millions of dollars on Facebook. He tells me he's made more than millions, like you know, you know, plus some, I and I believe it. For us, for us, it's been true. This will be, it's true for everyone else. Today, uh, we are going to talk about uh, literally just one of the pet peeves I've been having with our clients that I want to make sure that we save you guys from wasting. So, a lot of what I hear is the silver bullet talk, right? Like. Mike, you know, I, you know, know, I should I use Zenmade for this? Or should I use... I've got a new... There's always a new thing, right? Like, ah, I'm signed up with Angie's List and everyone hates Angie's List. Or I'm signed up for Facebook ads. Or I'm signed up for this. And they kind of think that this thing is going to be the answer. And it's, I think, A, how marketers market. Like, my thing is the thing. Give me money and you'll be rich. And I think, B, it's how we think, right? As opposed to being like, I want to understand how a client attraction funnel works. I just want a simple answer, right? Like, You know, we got to do that with politics, like Democrats, good Republicans, bad, or the reverse, whatever it is. And like the the nuance conversation, you really thought about there's probably some things of each that you like and don't like. And there's, you know, there's, it's just a lot more gray than that. But it's so easy to be like, this president's a jerk and that president's a savior. And, you know, (laughs) neither are true. There's probably Mm -hmm. some good and and bad traits about O. So the same with marketing, right? We want to just put it in in a freaking cubby, right? Like, I'll just give this guy some money and leads will come in. And we want it to be that easy but it's not that easy. So the conversation I want to have with Jared, cause he's smarter than I, on a lot of this stuff is twofold. One, how do we, cause I'm just constantly trying to tell people, put it in plan, put it in plan, have an overreaching idea of what you're gonna do. And then when you bring up a piece of a software, a company that's supposed to quote unquote do SEO for you, or run paid ads or do paid marketing or tell whatever the case may be, it's an overreaching plan that draws a line from here's my goal, where I'd like to be to achieve that goal. Here's how many clients I need every month to, to get those clients. Here's how many bids I need every month to get those bids. Here's how many leads I have every month. And now here's a, a multi-pronged plan, not to just have like, we do telemarketing or you know repeat referrals or whatever it is. And I hope that that plan is going to get me the 19 leads that I need or whatever the case is. So that's the overreaching that's the table I can set best I can. Jared,
1: what are your thoughts on what people doing right, wrong? How can we discuss and give some value to Clean Nation? Yeah. So the, some of the mindset that I see when they come in is that people think that if they get the Wavos to, it's my edited term, the Wavos to give money to Google or Facebook, that they're essentially in this perfect relationship. I'm going to give Facebook my money and they're going to give me great results and I'm being a good business owner because I'm investing my money and I'm going to get great results from this. And that's not how those things work. We have to think of it like this. Those platforms are really, really good at getting you eyeballs. They're really good at getting you eyeballs. The rest of everything else kind of falls on you. So what are you going to do with those eyeballs? How are you going to convert those eyeballs into leads? All of that is kind of on your shoulders. And so going into these things with marketing plan and the understanding of what you need to accomplish from these is going to be really beneficial. And so just as Mike was sharing, a, a good exercise to do is to kind of be like, where am I at in my life right now? Like how much am I bringing in a month and kind of knowing what that number is and then saying, what number do I want to be at that I would be like, yes, I'm comfortable here. This is a good number. Like I'm, 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 I am, I'm, like this number a lot, a month. Oh, and real and, quick, and let
0: I, me add a caveat because they're immediately I know what they're thinking. Grow sales, sure. gross sales, gross sales, which is the ego number, right? I feel better oh. about my life and my company with a top line growing. Right. Fine. Net profit, baby. Always go to net profit. So a lot of times with I would say probably 20, maybe 30% of our clients, we can almost double their profit without adding a single new client. Right. So, which not as sexy. People want to, you know, come into a program and be like, I went from 20 grand a month to 40 grand a month, which you can do. Or you could go from Three grand a month profit to six grand, which is a crap ton easier. So just as you're doing this, your tendency is going to be gross sales, which at some point we're going to need. That's part of the plan. I'm not saying you never want to add clients, but if you're not making any money on the clients that you have now, adding client, adding more clients is almost never the solution. So where am I making right now? Profit. And for those of you like, I don't even know what I'm making profit. Well, there's a red flag to start. Don't just skip it. We got so I think and I'm going to turn it back over to Jared, but I think that's the problem is we just want stuff to be super easy. Um, and we're not willing to think we're not willing to deal with reality on reality's terms. Like, you know, and I'll use Angelus because everybody hates it and they're a hundred million dollar company. I don't think they're billion, but I think they're into the hundreds of millions of revenue. So they're, they're not terrible with it. You know, if if they were like Mm -hmm. categorically bad, they would be out of business. But what we do is, you know, maybe we fall for their marketing, our expectations of their stuff. And we go, we give them money. They should give us leads. And they tell you, we're going to sell these leads to four other people. That's why they're cheap. And we can get so many. And we're like, well, they suck and they're no good. And it's like, okay, but do I have a plan to to harvest these leads? And do I have a plan, knowing that there's three other people that are going to get them, to get them more quickly and with a better offer? And I'm not saying you guys should do angel I don't like it. You shouldn't. But the point can't be, I don't know what I'm doing. I'll just give money to this person and I'll quote unquote grow. So all that back to Jared. But don't when he's talking about know where you're at, where you want to be. It's good to know that in top line revenue, but make absolutely sure you know bottom line revenue. And if you don't have that, don't even do any marketing. If you don't know your profit and you don't know what you want your profit to be stop this podcast immediately and get those two things. Do not go into any marketing. Like I'd like, you know, cause I get people, I want more. What the heck does more? Billions, millions. And it's like, okay, but next month, <laughs> like, what do we want tomorrow? All right. Sorry. I just, you hit a nerve Jerry. Cause I hear it all the you're time. And I, I want to save people that back to you, buddy.
1: You're good. No. So yeah, the idea is bottom line. And then you know where you're at today. You know where you would like to be. And then Subtract it. So, OK, what's what do I want to be? What do I have now? Subtract that number and you got yourself your goal. All right. Here's how much money I need to make an additional this month or in the next month or in the next six months to be able to hit my goal of what I need to be at. You then can take that number and say, how can I figure out how to use this money or use money that I'm making to make more so that I can get more profit in what I'm doing? And so when you take that Understanding, then you can say, with it be really clear to make let's just say it's an additional 4,000. To make this additional 4,000, I need X amount of leads. Those leads, this
0: additional 4,000 in profit, I need an additional call it 15,000 in revenue. Mm-hmm. Now, continue
1: right. And from there, that's going to mean I'm going to need you know this many beats for, for bids from this many bids, I'm going to need to close this many and I'm going to need this out of this. So now, you know, you've reversed engineered what you needed and you could say, okay, this is how many clients, this is how many phone calls I need, this is how many leads I need. And now, you know, and now when you're approached, if you're ever approached with someone with SEO or telemarketing or postcards and stuff like that, you have questions that you can ask instead of just being like, oh, you'll get me leads. That sounds great. You can say, how many leads are you going to give me for the cost that you're going to give me? Because you know, if you get those many leads, you're going to close this many, and this is what that money is going to be for you. And now you have the first step of the marketing plan, which is, this is my goal. I think that's the, the number one thing that people don't have in the marketing plan is they, is they do what you're discussing, Mike, which is, I want millions, I want billions. So if you just send me as many leads as I can, I'll close them all, and I'll blow up, and it's going to be awesome. And, and that's just not how those things work.
0: 1,000%. So just to kind of sum it up, if anyone's taking notes, here's the progression from big to small. Revenue, and you've got to know some numbers. So you have to know your profit margin, right? If you don't know your profit margin, you can't make the calculation from revenue to profit. If you do know your profit margin, let's say it's 20%. We can get you a little better, but let's just say 20%. So that means if you want another $10,000 in profit, well, 10,000 divided by 20% is $50,000 in revenue. Okay. So that's how you do that. Now you go from profit What's your average client size? We'll just make it super easy. So you need another, what do we say? $50,000 in revenue. Mm-hmm. Uh, let's say your average client size is a thousand per month, per client. Now we know for residential, that's really high. It's probably three or 400. For commercial, that might be a little low. Could be a couple grand, but a thousand we're just gonna use for now so you get the math. So you're like, oh, 50 clients, that's a lot, right? $50,000 divided by a thousand, 50 clients. Well, now we get to go time frame. Well, is this over the next month? That's a substantial amount. Is this over the next 10 years? Well, that's very little. So let's just call it a year. I'm like, okay, I need 50 clients a year. Well, guess what? There's 52 weeks in a year. So if you get a client a week, that's 52 clients. Assuming you're only going to lose, you've got to add on the clients that you're going to lose. So let's just for this scenario, assume that you're going to lose two clients. Good for you. That's only two clients. So I need 50 new customers at $1,000 a month to gain you know, $52,000 of new revenue in a year. I'm going to lose two of them at 1,000 a month. So that'll give me a net gain of 50. Rank. Great. Then you've got to go, okay, how many bids do I close? And again, for residential, it should be like 60, 70%. For commercial, say it's 20 or 30%. We're going to go right in the middle with 50. Right? Say so you close half of the bids just to make it easy. Okay. Well, over the next year, I need to give 100 bids for recurring service of $1,000. And I need to close half of those. So now we know if there's 52 weeks in a year, now I need to give about two bids a week. Pretty stinking easy. And you go okay what's the next and you've got to know your bid to sale ratio so i'm making stuff up but you got to know the stuff and if you don't know track it just look at it. how many bids have i given and that's why it's important to give bids in person by the way because a bunch of email crap like what do i count what do i not in person actual bid for recurring service and then the same thing goes with leads this is where nobody tracks right well of the leads i got how many did i close or how many turned into bids and we want to go all of them right but that's not the truth right someone might call in and go i want commercial and you only do residential that's a lead right? It's not a good lead. It's not converted or they were a jerk and you didn't even, or they're outside of your trading area. There's a thousand reasons you might not accept them that they might not make it from a bid to a lead, but they still count, right? So we don't count just the bids, the leads that we like turning to bids. You can count all the leads. You know, if someone calls and they're not asking about your services, right? Like, you know they're trying to sell you something or it's a current client that wouldn't be a lead but anyone that calls in asking about your services that's a lead so you kind of got to know some data but once you do that math and i know it's not fun it's so much sexier just to throw money at facebook and you know hope for the best but if you really want to make money got to do this this foundational planning real quick cleaning nation if you can think about how you found out about this podcast maybe a tweet a facebook message itunes search some sort of instagram post the only way we grow is word of mouth we don't do paid ads we don't run ads you are it. The only ask I have is if you're getting value, share the love. However you found out about this, as a review or post, whatever it is, do that. Pay it forward so the next cleaning company owner can change their life as well. Back to the show. All right, back
1: to you, buddy. Yeah. Um, so when once you know all of that, what Mike just discussed, then it becomes, how, what do I close? And then we get down to what's my cost per lead so what are, what are my goals to be at cost per lead to be able to make it so that i can be at $50,000 more and when we know that then now you can have conversations now you know I'm, i and when you're looking at facebook you're just like i'm not sure if this is if this lead is good i don't know if i'm paying the right like that's where a lot of people get into but if you know i need leads to be this price i need leads at $20 if this is going to work like You know, now this is where I'm at, this is what I can get. And so Google is uh, local business or if it's called Google business page. Now, Um, if you have a Google business page, you can run local service ads and those local service ads essentially say this is how much you will pay per lead. So you pay per lead in those things. And so you could get right in there and see exactly what that looks like and then work your math over. Facebook is a, is a pay per impression platform, which means that you're paying for more of the eyeballs. And so those are the things you have to look for as leads are coming in. What's the cost per lead that you're paying for those things uh, to be able to make sense of what you've accomplished? I'll share a quick story really quick. Um, I had just two people in a group call with me this last week, and one person was doing Facebook lead gen ads. And so essentially what happens is people it goes right to a form. They fill out a form right on Facebook you get their name and number and then they keep scrolling through Facebook. So it doesn't go to a landing page. It doesn't go to anything. It just collects the data right there. And so the, keep in mind, there's two people on this call. So this person starts to share the numbers and they're like, well, I get like three of these a day and, da, 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 da. and then another person's like, oh, my gosh, three of those a day and you're getting them for like six bucks each. Like, this is amazing. So she starts to talk to him. Hey, how do you do that? How do you do this? And so he's like, well, you know, I said I said I'm like, whoa, 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 whoa. wait, 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 that, this is the we're talking leads here. Let's mm-hmm. go down the funnel. So let's talk. So he starts talking. He's like, well, no, none of them ever show up. And, you know, we get like a client a month. And so I was like, once we did the math, it was like he was paying $70 for an actual person to be on the phone with them. And then we looked at her numbers and she was paying $22 to have someone on the phone with them. And so it's like, you're actually doing (laughs) a lot better, three times better than what he is. You just got caught up on the lead game. And that's where some that's why those numbers are so important. If you're not watching that. You can just sometimes get stars in your eyes over seeing leads or someone promising you leads and not knowing that those leads actually need to convert and become sales.
0: So let me say that. And I love that story because it was so illustrative. But let me say that just in a different set of words so you can go, um, you can kind of just know what this could look and feel like. So the closer you get to ideally, it would just be cost per sale. Right. We could yeah. go to any marketing company anywhere that's like, I if you get a thousand dollar a month recurring client, I will say it's a thousand dollars. Like that to me, I'd be the I would pay that pretty comfortably. And I understand there's cost of goods sold. So you wouldn't you'd lose money in the first month and you'd break even the second month, but every month after that, you'd make profit. So um but let's just say it's $1,000 a month and a marketer's like, I'll give you a thousand, I'll charge you $1,000 to bring that guy. Believe it or not, that's a better deal in my opinion than 20 bucks a lead because it's like there's so many things that could go wrong with that lead. So the further down the sales process you are, the more expensive stuff gets, but the more valuable it is. So I would pay more. I'd pay $1,000 for a guy. It's like, I will give you a $1,000 a month client than 10 bucks a lead because what's that lead mean? And then same thing, Mm -hmm. we go to bid, you might go, well, you know, for a, a recurring bid, if my average bid's a thousand dollars, I'd happily pay two or three hundred bucks for that. Especially my close rate's fifty percent. But then the lead, you might go, well, what's what's a lead cost? It depends, just like what Jared's story illustrated. How many convert to to bids? So, if leads are a dollar, and I get a hundred of them, and only one converts, if, you know, my cost per bid converts to a bid, not to a sale. My cost for bids a hundred bucks. If someone else charges a hundred bucks for a bid, believe it or not, I'd rather do that one because I don't have to wade through ninety nine leads and make a mistake. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that doesn't mean, by the way, because like, so perfect example would be telemarketing is going to be more expensive. Leads are going to be much more expensive, but many more of them will turn into bids and sales. Um, I'm not saying you should do it, but if you hire a telemarketer, it might be, it's going to be more expensive. Local service or lead ads are perfect. The ones where they just go right to a lead page might be five, 10 bucks a piece, but if you can't convert them, the cost per bid is going to be so high. So the quality of the lead does have to do with how much it's worth. So when people are like, I get leads for four bucks each, or I get leads for forty bucks each, is that good or bad? I I don't know. What is a lead worth? How many convert to bids? What's the average uh, recurring revenue for each of those bids? How much turns into a sale? So just make sure. Again, this is all exemplary of why you need a system to put it in. And just buying leads in a vacuum is not helpful. Um, all right. What else, any other thoughts, comments, things that you see people doing well that you want to make sure Cleaning Nation knows, or things that people are doing poorly. Um, that Cleaning Nation should know.
1: Yeah, sure. I think one of the, even to go, yeah, if we look at this, what happens is people start to get you know get some good numbers and life starts to look good for them. And then people start to get in the mindset of, I don't want to say greedy, but it's sort of this of like, well, I want them better. I want them this. I want them this. I want them this. And they try to optimize what they're currently doing instead of stacking what they're currently doing. So meaning like they see something on Facebook and they spend, and they're getting you know, they're profitable on Facebook. And they're like, but I just want it to be more profitable. I want to be more po-. So they're spending all their time just chipping at this thing when truthfully, you could be putting that money into other places and stacking that traffic and now you're getting double, tripled, quadrupled the amount at a profitable rate instead of spending all the time chipping at this one block of ice trying to make it perfect. You know what I mean?
0: I've got a perfect picture of this. So yep. you go to AT, you found this magic ATM where you put in a dollar And or you put it, yeah, you put in a buck and a buck 58 comes out. Not bad. And we spend all of our time going, what if I put in a dollar, I got a buck 72 come out. That's one way to go about it. What I hear Jared saying is, what if there were other ATMs that could you could put in a dollar and get out a dollar 58? Maybe we just find as many of those ATMs as possible than trying to get like, what, could I get the same buck 58 if I only put 99 cents in? What about 98? What about 97? Like we're getting very incremental gains as opposed to just going, because again, for anything, there's always a cap on leads. Like my least favorite thing, and probably Jared too, is I've never marketed... People say with pride is a badge of honor. I've never marketed it. I grow my company exclusively by you know word of mouth. It's like, great. You're doing what? 5, 10, 20 million? Oh, six grand a month. Okay. So, you know, we... And again, there's gr- it's repeat referrals are great. They're the quality-wise, uh-huh. the best. If the best. if I could build, if I could reach my goals consistently with just that, I, sorry, Jared, we just have to be friends. There'd probably mm-hmm. be no job, no job for Jared. Luckily yeah. for Jared, that's never going to happen. So is you know he's got lots of job security, not just with me, but with the world, right? Because as good as the quality is with repeat referrals, the quantity and the reliability is garbage. So same thing with Facebook quality is never as good as repeat referrals but the scalability is so much better so we've got to look at things that are just like i said there's got to be more tms right we got this referral atm where you put in no money you're just nice to it and every now and again a client comes out sometimes every week or two sometimes not for three or four months but every client comes out and we work trying to like fiddle with that thing as opposed to going what if there's another atm that i put some money and i got more money out so yes you want to Instead of optimizing one funnel, trying to squeeze the life out of it, have three or four, or not one funnel, one traffic source trying to squeeze squeeze the life out of it, get three or four traffic sources. Um, all right. So let's kind of move to wrapping and tying a bow on it. For people that are like, okay, thank you, Mike. Thank you, Jared. I'm good and overwhelmed. I'm terrified to do anything. All right. Actually, no, that's not true. I've got a good idea of kind of how to make this marketing plan. So now I know I need X amount of leads. Now what? Any Any next steps of how to like kind of go forward?
1: Yeah. I think once you know that, then you can know what you're comfortable spending for that. And then from there, it's, you go. And I think my suggestion to you is to go into a platform. Um, What we we recommend a few, we, we like Facebook, we like Google. um and, paperclip then, and local service ads. Uh-huh. Paperclip, local service ad, Yep. And go for it. And then from there, you just start with your budget and you start to go and you just making sure your numbers match up. And then- we scale and we add different traffic sources and we grow our stuff through there. So when I break it down like that, it sounds super easy, I know. But essentially, those are the steps. It's like, know your numbers, go into it, spend, and then vertically scale what you're doing. Gonna add two quick things and I think we'll call it for today.
0: Quick thing one is internalize as much as possible. Um, Again, I like using Angie's List because everybody hates it. Uh, I shouldn't say everybody, the vast majority of our clients that come to us have tried it and do not have a good experience. So look at it and just go, is it possible they're, they've they been around for 20 years or however long and they've made probably billions of dollars of sales and they're absolutely garbage with it? Is that, is that reasonable? The answer is no. So obviously some people are being successful on there. Mm-hmm. Find out what those people are doing and it is okay for you to go, oh, they got a call right quick and offer a you know, Maybe what the people that are winning are doing isn't something you're willing to do. Great. Don't do that and find another platform. I'm okay with that. But don't just go, oh, Angela's list doesn't work. That's crazy talk. It's just crazy talk. So whatever platform is, I hate when people say huge billion dollar platforms like Facebook or those don't work. Yeah. Or what they say is they don't work for me or they don't work in my area. But even that's ludicrous, right? Like people, oh, people in my area don't want to work. I'm like, go down to the McDonald's and count how many bodies are in there right now. And I don't, at any time of day, 24, 7, just go down there and count if they're open and they will be
1: 12 to 23. Mm -hmm. And we're doing
0: a harder job than you're doing for less money than you're paying. Um, or Mm -hmm. similar money to what you're paying. So that whole people don't work my area. And McDonald's sucks. Like, that's not like a, you know, like go down to Lockheed Martin and count the engineers. Like, that's not a job people are going for. So A, internalize. If it's not working, find out why it's not working for you and what you can do. It's, It's easy and you'll go broke blaming the platform it's a little harder just to look at the mirror and go, what, 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 what do I need to do different? So one, make sure that you're internalizing and two, understand reasonable expectations. So some percentage of your marketing, especially at the beginning is going to be, I don't want to say wasted, is going to be an investment without a, the return on your investment is not going to be financial. It's going to be informational. So- yes. I don't know how many, Jared could probably tell me, don't tell me, I'll freak out. But I don't know how many tens of thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of dollars we've, and I'm putting huge air quotes, wasted on Facebook where it's like, Jared tested something and we did not get a result or we got a very negative ROI result. Cost way too much. Um, And if I held him accountable to everything you do, Jared has to make money every time. He'd probably quit because he's not an idiot Um, or just lie to me. But (laughs) there's no universe where everything worked, right? And if that was my expectation, I'd fail marketing every time because I'd never... And Jared would, I've set us both up for failure, like go out there and make money every time, never, never right. miss. It's like That's hitting insane. a home run every time you're up to bat. Right. That's you just, just nutballs. It's nuts. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's an unreasonable expectation. So the thing I can hold Jared accountable to and he's great at is I, here's the total budget and pretty quickly I need a positive ROI, right? Mm-hmm. Like, so, you know, when we started, we were at a working funnel, but if we didn't, maybe Jared would have spent the first couple months investing tens of thousands of dollars that had negative or no ROI. And he would have probably told me that like, and we had something working, but had we not, he would have said, Hey dude, I don't know nothing about nothing. This is going to cost time and money to get there. Jared's smart enough. He probably wouldn't have to spend that much. You know, It's going to cost one or the other, right? If you spend real small amounts of money, take a long time to figure out what the people want. If you spend a lot of money, you can figure it out real quick. Mm -hmm. So thing one, internalize, always go own it. What can I do? And thing two, Don't look at the ROI in this thing right now. I spent a hundred dollars on Facebook, Angel's marketing, telemarketing, SEO, fill it in with anything. And it's, you know, 72 hours later, I'm not rich. Marketing doesn't work. That's a great way to go broke. You know, Mm -hmm. set reasonable expectations. And also look at the, the plan, right? Like SEO, if you think you're gonna have a big bump within two, three, four months, Probably not Same with the podcast. Right. We've killed with this podcast. Probably made me zero nickels the first six months. Maybe not even the first year, I don't know. But now it makes us a ton of money. Facebook mm-hmm. ads, a little more expensive, a little more whatever, but you can start making money. Best case within a couple of days. Worst case, it might take a couple of weeks, maybe in a month or two. All right, anything to add to that before we call it, Jared? No, those are great, great. Cool, all right, Clean Nation. Uh, oh, by the way, we just started doing Facebook Lives. Um, I think Wednesdays at like two o'clock Pacific. I think that's what it is. That's correct. Yeah. Join us for those. And uh, they'll turn into podcasts. So if you're like, I don't care. I just want the content. No need to show up. They'll become podcasts. But if you're like, I would like to be live. I want to ask a question. I want to heckle Mike in live time or Lindsay, because she's the one that (laughs) reads the questions while I'm just yakking. Um, Join us live if you're like, how do I do that? I think you just need to go to our facebook group if you go to our facebook group i think you have to exactly. be in the facebook group too uh, and it's free to join you just have to own a cleaning company you can't be selling crap just ask to join it's i don't even know but if you just google grow my cleaning company facebook group maybe that's the one yeah that'll be us we'll see you there well here we are the end of the podcast and you made it great job I am the only one who responds to these texts, and I will personally respond to everyone I possibly can as long as uh, this number is manned. I don't know how long we're going to keep this at the end of the podcast, so grab it now. 602-932-6431. Give me a text. Say hey. Can't wait to meet you.